Hi everyone, welcome back to our episode today. Uh, we thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Um, we are back again, continuing with the story of Jacob, who is now Israel, mm. having been renamed by God. Um, and we will con- we're continuing to see his journey as he left the land where he had gone to mm-hmm. uh, for to seek refuge, and then you know how his family is. Is moving. We've seen the story of his sons um, and what happened with uh, with Shechem and his father, and we are also we've also just seen um, Esau and his descendants and how that story has gone. Uh, we will continue on forward with uh, now the family of of, of Israel, Jacob, uh, so called formerly called, and uh, we'll start with a word of prayer mm-hmm. today. Me as usual, this is Shamira and Dina, and, Dina. Uh-huh. and yeah, we'll have Dina give us a word of prayer and we'll, we'll jump into it. chapter 37 of Genesis. Hallelujah! Amen. I bless you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's humble ourselves on prayer, Lord Jesus. We invite you in our presence in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We bring our hearts before you as an offering. Lord, we pray that you speak unto us. We speak that we pray that you encourage us. We pray that you renew our hearts. May you transform us through your word. May you increase our faith. May you, O oh God Jesus, remove anything that is not of you that dwells within us. So that will we'll, so that will yield towards your word in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. Father, we know that your word is power. We know that Christ, you are the word of God itself. Mm. So we ask you to reveal yourself to each one of us individually in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for every listener mm. out there. Father, we pray that you empower them. Mm. We pray that you meet them in a special way. Mm. We pray that your word will bring deep revelation. Mm. May it convict transformation in their hearts mm. for the glory of your name. Mm. Abba, Father, may salvation be their reward. Mm. May every week person say that they are strong. Yes. May the blind say they can see. Yes. May those who are deaf say they can hear. Yes. May those who are stranded say I have courage today mm. because the word of God has revealed the purposes and God's will for my life. Amen. Lord I pray that you increase purpose in the heart of every soul yes, listening Lord. to your word so yes, that Lord. they will know yes. that you're calling them. Mm. Father for a great purpose. A purpose that is not only to give them a future but mm. also to make them oh God, a blessing to others. Mm. Just like you have seen it in we've seen it you do in the patriarchs that we are studying about. So be glorified. This is a moment where we offer everything before you. Mm. This is our altar, Lord Jesus, of worship we are laying before you. Mm. So be glorified as you come in our midst because we are two. Mm. And your Bible and the word says that we are two or three are gathered within your name. Lord Jesus, you're within us. So take the glory and the honor. Father, give us understanding and uttermost utterance. The one that you gave to Paul and all the believers when they started the work in Acts. We're praying that the Holy Spirit who lives in our hearts is able to bring a right harvest that is acceptable in your sight. Amen. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we do pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. <coughs> All right. Chapter 37 has um, it has 36 verses. I will do 13 and then I will do the rest. It says Joseph's dreams. That's how my Bible titles it. Uh, verse 1 says, So Jacob settled again in the land of Canaan where his father had lived as a foreigner. Verse 2 says, This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Jacob was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. 
verse 3, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But uh, verse 4 says, but his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. Verse 5 says, one night Joseph had a dream and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. 6 says, listen to this dream, he said. 7. We were out in the field tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundles stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. 8. His brothers responded, So you think you'll be our king, do you? Do you actually think you'll reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. 9. Says, Soon, Joseph had another dream and again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I've had another dream, he said. The sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. And 10. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that, he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? 11. But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. 12. Soon after this, Joseph's brothers went to pasture their father's flock at Shechem. 13. When they had been gone for some time, Jacob said to Joseph, Your brothers are pasturing the sheep at Shechem. Go, red, get ready, and I will send you to them. I'm ready to go, Joseph replied. 14. Okay, 14. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brother, brethren, and well with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out in the vale of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. 15. And a certain man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field. And a man asked him, saying, What seekest thou? 16. And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me, I pray thee, where they feed their flocks. 17. And the man said, they are, they, they are departed hence, for I heard them say, let us go to Dutham. And Joseph went after his brethren and followed them in Dutham. 18. And, and when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. 19. And they said one to another, behold, this dreamer cometh. 20th, come now therefore and let us slay him and cast him into some pit and we will say some evil beast hath devoured him and we shall see what will become of his dreams. 21, and Reuben had it and he deliv delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. 22, and Reuben said unto them, shed no blood, but cast him into this pit that, that is in the wilderness, and lay no hand upon him, that he might read him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. 23, and it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren, that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. 24, and they took him and cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty, there was no water in it. 25, and they sat down to eat bread, and they lifted up their eyes and looked, and behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilad with their camels, bearing spicily and balm and marah, going to carry it down to Egypt. 
26 and judah said unto his brethren what profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood 27 come and let us sell him to the ishmaelites and let not our hands be upon him for is our, he is our brother and our flesh and his brethren were content 28 then there passed my then there passed by Midianites, merchant men, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit, and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for twenty pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph unto Egypt. 29. And Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes. 13. And he returned unto his brethren, and said, The child is not, and I, whither shall I go? 31. And they took Joseph's coat and killed a, key, a kid of the goats and dipped the, the coat in the blood. 32. And they sent the coat to the coat of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, This have we found. Know now whether it be thy son's coat or not. 33. And he knew it and said, It is my son's coat. An evil beast hath devoured him. Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. 34. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. 35. And all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him and refused to be comforted. And he said, For I will go down unto the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. 36. And the Midianites sold him into Egypt and to Potiphar and office of Pharaoh's and captain of the guard all right the famous story mm. of joseph um, and his brothers time. right mm. it is it is very interesting the things mm -hmm. that we are seeing here mm -hmm. uh we are seeing a, a family we're seeing jacob's love for his son mm -hmm. um obviously we know the relationship there mm -hmm. this is this is rachel's last born or not, not 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 last born but J joseph uh joseph is from rachel that's what yes. that was the first born mm -hmm. of, of rachel mm -hmm. and obviously the relationship between jacob and rachel mm -hmm. we know what that was like mm -hmm. and um at this point actually joseph had a young brother benjamin yeah but it says that jacob loved joseph, joseph more, more than all his sons mm. you know? but something about joseph yeah i i the, the young you know we see it even through him mm. as an older man yeah joseph had a different perception about mm. life mm. you see i don't think he was naive mm. to the fact that his brothers were always like you know angered by him sharing the dreams yeah. or because the bible says they never said a kind word to him, to him yes. and but that never got to him yes <laughs> you see so he's sharing the dreams yes we see the way he shared because he was younger mm. so to him everything was sport yeah. so he was just sharing you know yeah. maybe the way he came off came up as someone who's being oh you're showing off or whatever yeah but he wasn't really sharing because of that he just was you know happy to, mm. to just have a belonging with yeah. his brothers so when his father sends him and says go tend to your brethren he's like i'm ready, I'm ready. right away yes I'll and go. he gets up yeah. and he's seeking after them mm. and he sees them and runs to them yeah you know they're conspiring against to actually yeah you can them. i can imagine being in a family like that you know you have older brothers you probably admire some mm. of them they are probably cool mm. you want them to accept you or to mm -hmm. fit in but they don't have a kind word for you mm. but he 
was also I guess studying on them to their dad uh, to, to, to Israel and, and I think that also meant there was going to be some friction there but mostly their problems stemmed from the fact that uh, Jacob loved, loved him more, more and then you know we're seeing a situation where and that brings me back to that place where you're saying they were sisters mm. why, why so much a division between mm. Leah and Rachel when they were mm. going through that mm. but now look at your brothers plotting to mm. kill you you know they took it to that level they mm. wanted to kill him all because their father mm. loved him more um, that is very extreme, I would yeah. think. In, in, mm. of, 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 but I guess that shows you the the level at which they were also in their mm. hatred of him or mm. in their dislike of him. That mm. they even death was on the table at mm. that moment. But you know, Jacob had a relationship with God, but I don't see it in his kids. Mm. It's quite different. I mean, from from what they did after you know the, the, the interaction of of, of dinner mm. and, and the unfortunate situation and now we are looking at them here even within themselves yes like when we see whoever stood up Reuben he stood up because he he couldn't rebuke his brothers what he was doing yeah he feared them but he had a, a plan of his own he, he was the to, oldest meanwhile yeah he Reuben, wanted to yeah. deliver him, him back later. to his father, later yeah. to his father, but not saying what you're doing is wrong. Yes, like leave the lad to go. Mm. There's just that, and he's the one who slept with his stepmother. Yeah, there is something about the fear of God wasn't passed down to these children mm. as it should, because we are looking at I don't know the age of Isaac was younger mm. when his father was almost going to sacrifice him mm. when he prepared him as an, a sacrifice mm. and. We, we don't see him contesting or doing anything, but there was just something different about how he perceived faith. Mm. We're looking at the sons of Jacob, and the view of God was really far from them. I mean, for me, I feel like that goes back to that place where they grew up in with stepmoms. Like, mm. there were four mothers, mm. to put it simply. Mm. So, and, and they, there was bitterness and rivalry mm. between them. Mm. So I think Jacob was either occupied putting out fires or trying yeah. to tend to the flock because he still had to work for Laban. So I don't think there was that like time, that yeah. time to you know concentrate. Yeah, because he was and, always like turning to sheep and yeah, it'd, it'd go for a long time. Yeah. And and the mothers weren't really they didn't know Yahweh. They were focused on their own so personal. I didn't, yeah, they didn't even yeah. know Yahweh. But it, many Genesis opens up your understanding that makes you <laughs> just. You know think through all these things and, yes but i love the fact that still god will maintain his faithfulness because of he, the relationship that he, he yeah, had with with, uh, with abraham and also yeah. jacob yeah. their father yeah and then we'll see but here we come to the court of many colors an expression of love <laughs> yes. something that stands out something yeah. that's different and this court of many colors becomes what they call it becomes a link mm. I, I love the fact that they are saying that they pretend that they say we found this. Yes. Is, is it? They got. Do you recognize that? Yeah. Hey, like, you know that coat very well, <laughs> Judah. You know it. But like, the, isn't this your son's coat? And and poor Jacob, his heart so is broken to pieces. Broken. Yeah. So heartbroken. So heartbroken in that moment. Um, Something about uh, when you mentioned this, uh, this children being from different mothers, mm-hmm. and then the fact that uh, <laughs> how we discussed even in that chapter how Jacob came to be have many wives mm. wasn't something that he set out to do but circumstances drove him to have mm. and now we see the consequence of that there are things that just can't 
go away. Yeah. God can work through them, but it just can't go away. No matter how this world is ruled with principles and we can't do particular things and we think oh they'll just be they'll just go away. Yeah. The consequences we have to bear. Yeah. We have to carry. We have to pay. Unfortunately, even the people who are under us have to pay. Mm. The people who directly live under our care or in our lineage, yeah, they have to pay. Like in this situation, I always look at people who have many children. Yes. And you find that even these many children, they all don't have a relationship with each other. Yeah. And they're just on their own, but they're broken people as adults. And they don't know what to do with that. You know, they would have wanted like a family situation, be raised well. But it's impossible. Even when, when the, the father wants to do right, you can't have like, you know, in this current day and age, you're not going to have like three, four wives. It's just not going to work. Yeah. But the children become victims of that. Yes. They, be, they become subject to situations. And I hear people's testimonies that sometimes even like break my heart. And they say, I just, just want to spend time with my father. I just want, you know, to go home to my father every day. I, I, that was taken away from me. Yeah. You know because of that sad. So that's why when people are making choices, let's seek God over those choices. Mm. Let's seek God. God is able to do to to is able to fix, you know. I love when we're looking at the account of so we started with two sons. But that those 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 his two sons were able to grow later into these huge nations and yeah. of course later on we see his other wives also giving birth to other children but same here we begin off with Rachel who wasn't even having children Rachel later had two children well yeah. in this case she's not in the picture but also Leia had a daughter and had children but in the mix of that we already have met the maid servants who already have had other children so when we wait when we when we fail to wait on God we hasten and then when we hasten, we make decisions. Mm. And then those decisions are permanent. They can't go away. Yeah. But they have consequences that are going to bring sadness and sorrow. Mm. All right. So here we're seeing that Judah um, um, decides to suggest that they instead sell Joseph to the traders, oh. the, the Ishmaelites uh, who are going to Egypt. And um, and as the chapter concludes, we are seeing that uh, Joseph is taken to Egypt and sold to an officer of the pharaoh, yeah. uh, Potiphar, the captain of the palace guards. Imagine, yeah, God ordaining what footsteps was with him even in that. Mm-hmm. How how Joseph's heart must have been broken. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine him crying. He's a seventeen-year-old. Yeah. He's confused. These these are his brothers. Imagine someone you know, someone you loves your blood mm. you know selling you into that kind of fate because he because he was sold as a slave i don't think he was getting the you know the treatment that mm. he was accustomed to it must have been very heartbreaking mm. for him to be sold by his brother what how did they look at him how did he look at him what was going on in his mind in that moment when he realized his fate that oh my god you know, and imagine the brothers thought they're getting rid of him there yes. comes a dreamer who his yeah. blood won't be on our hands yeah. and then they even got the 20 shackles of silver so that's how much he was worth what? at that point to them, yeah but god <laughs> god was just about to start you know how circumstances people they often say that someone can shove you out of the door but when he's actually opening you to your destiny yes so yes. powerful to see yeah. What happens? With what Joseph? happens with Joseph? And we're yet to see even more. Yeah. Hey, let's not jump ahead. Alrighty. Um. So that's how chapter thirty-eight ends. We will no chapter thirty-seven. 
we will go on with uh, chapter 38. Okay, so we are continuing on with chapter 38. Um, another interesting story here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has uh, 30 uh, verses. I'll do 15, then I will do the other 15, then I will start us off in this chapter. Amen. And it came to pass at that time that Judah went down from his brethren and turned into a certain Adulamite whose name was Hira. And Judah saw there a daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shura, and he took her and went in unto her. Verse 3 And she conceived and bore a son, and he he called his name Era. Verse 4 She she conceived again and bore a son, and and she called his name Onan. Verse 5 And she yet again conceived and bore a son. And called his name Shela, and he was at a Chizib when she bore him. Six. When Judah took a wife for Ira, his firstborn, whose name was Tamar, and Ira, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord slew him. Eight. And Judah said unto Onan, Go in unto thy brother's wife, and marry her, and raise up seed to thy brother. Nine. Nine, verse 9 and Onan knew that the seed should not be his and it came to pass when he went in unto his brother's wife that he spilled it on the ground lest that he should give seed to his brother verse 10 and the thing which he did displeased the Lord therefore he slew him also 11. Then said Judah to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, Remain a widow at thy father's house till Selah, my son, be grown. For he said, Least peradventure he die also, as his brethren did. And Tamar went and dwelt in her father's house. 12. And in the process of, of process of time, the daughter of Shura, Judah's wife, died. And Judah was comforted and went up unto his, sheer, his ship shearers to Tenma, he and his friend Hira, and Adulamite. 13. And it was told Tema, saying, Behold, thy father-in-law goeth up to Teman to shear his sheep. 14. And she put her widow's garments off from her, and covered her with veil, and wrapped herself and sat in an open place, which is by the way of Teman. For she saw that Shira was grown, and she was not given him unto wife. 15 said Judah noticed her and thought she was a prostitute since she had covered her face. 16 says, So he stopped and propositioned her. Let me have sex with you, he said, not realizing that she was his own daughter-in-law. Said, uh, How much will you pay to have sex with me? Tamar asked. 17. I'll send you a young goat for my flock, Judah promised. <laughs> But what will you give me to guarantee that you will send me the good? She asked. 18. What kind of guarantee do you want? He replied. She answered. Let me leave me your identification seal and its cord and the walking stick you are carrying. So Judah gave them to her. Then he had intercourse with her and she became pregnant. 19. Afterwards, she went back home, took off her veil and put on her widow's clothing as usual. 
20 says later judah asked his friend here the adulamite to take the young goat to the woman and to pick up the things he had given her as his guarantee but here couldn't find her 21 so he asked the men who lived there where can i find the shrine prostitute who was sitting beside the road at the entrance of inning uh, we've never had a shrine prostitute here they replied so 22 says so Hira returned to Judah and told him I couldn't find her anywhere and the men of the village claimed they've never had a shrine prostitute there 23 then let her keep the things I gave her Judah said I sent the young god as we agreed but you couldn't find her we'd be the laughing stock of the village if we went back again to look for her 24 about three months later Judah was told Tamar, your daughter-in-law, has acted like a prostitute, and now because of this, she's pregnant. Bring her out and let her be burned, Judah demand. 25. But as they were taking her out to kill her, she sent this message to her father-in-law. The man who owns these things made me pregnant. Look closely. Whose seal and cord and walking stick are these? 26. Judah recognized them immediately and said, she's more righteous than I am because I didn't arrange for her to marry my son, Shela. And Judah never slept with Tamar again. 27. When the time came for Tamar to give birth, it was discovered that she was carrying twins. Hmm. 28. While she was in labor, one of the babies reached out his hand. The midwife grabbed it and tied a scarlet string around the child's wrist, announcing, this one came out first. 29. But he pulled back his hand and came out, and out came his brother. What? The midwife exclaimed. How did you break out first? So he was named Perez. Uh, 30 says, then the baby with a scarlet string on his wrist was born and he was named Sarah. <laughs> That's a very interesting story. <laughs> well, it's not interesting. It's just the last bit is funny. Well, one thing is for sure, we thank God for his word. Yes. <laughs> because it, it, it's there to teach us. That's it's true. It's there to, to show us how human yeah. people are yeah. and people have been. That's Our struggles true. are not new. Yeah. These struggles have been around for ages. Uh, that's true. Yeah. Look at this. Look at Judah. Poor Judah. You know. You know what you mentioned here stands out that the, the, the fear of God mm. was somehow not in mm. in, in, uh, in the sons of Jacob. Mm. And now we are seeing that Judah is having, he has three sons and two of them are stricken because of disobedience. Yes. They were men that mm-hmm. God deemed not. Deemed, yeah, because yeah. of what they did, you yeah. know. But, a couple of things. Yeah. First, uh, so for some reason, we are, Judah <laughs> went on with this particular woman of his mm. um, uh, the, the Canaanite yeah? mm. and then decided to go on to her not yeah. really like marrying her but went on to her yeah. and then she conceived all the three sons that we are meeting mm. and then from there we see now <laughs> the first son when he's getting married for he did wicked yeah in the eyes of god and god decided to kill him you know sin really kills that's true. and i think we constantly come and see it and see that choosing to sin against god directly is choosing as to an cost you know, your life yeah it is yes. god can actually strike and mm-hmm. we see these days how people are not living long anymore yeah like to, in their 20 something 30 something and they are 
being found dead. I think one of the reasons why is because of the sin in our generation. Oh. And people take things to be easy, to be simple. They just choose to say, oh, this is my passion. This is what I want. This is what mm. I want to do. But everything has consequences. That's true. And some of the consequences are terrible. They shorten your life. Yes. You can't even live long. Then we meet this, this man who, the, the brother, who decided to use the worst, uh, you know, con- uh, planning, family planning method of ever. <laughs> First of all, decided to still go into... It, that's what I thought. Yeah. You're still sleeping with her. If but he didn't want to do that... He would have said no. He would have said no. But again, deceit. You deceit. Know? You're sleeping onto her, but you don't want to, to give her the seed of your brother. Yes. Like, I'll put it on the floor. God said you joke. <laughs> Not with him. Mm. Also. And we see him still dying. Because mm. he actually, this really angered the Lord. It displeased the Lord. My version says, the Lord was really, really displeased with what he chose to do. Mm. You know? Mm. What he chose to do at that particular time. Yeah. And of course, his life ended like that. So now there's this baby brother. Yeah. And he's growing up and I still promising the same lady. Yeah. Like, How so does that mean then that at the time the culture was that if you didn't die with a child, your brother could father a child in your in your name? I think that's what this yeah. was. Yeah. Um but I mean, wasn't there a limit? Like what if someone was pregnant at the time? You know, we wait for that one to be born and they'll still impregnate you. Like, <laughs> it just, it's a very interesting, but, but she seemed to have fear. Yeah. It was like, ah, he want, he didn't want to give over Shella mm. only because he thought Shella would die. Also, just because like he didn't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, um, and then there he goes, <laughs> going to do work, traveled for work. Mm-hmm. And then he, he and, but this lady, She's smart. One, she knew who her father-in-law was. Yes. I don't think it's the first time Judah was doing this. Mm. I think Judah was in the custom of, you know, finding nice things and going on to them. <laughs> That's why she was able to know that I can actually trick him. Yes. It's after he, because the boy was grown. I don't know what age the poor boy was. Mm. She was waiting like, oh, no, they haven't given you to me. Yeah. I'll figure out another way yes. to actually get myself, you know, pregnant. pregnant. And here we find her, and Judah is the first, you know, mm. saying she should be brought out. Mm. And stoned, right, for what she had done. Burned, my burned actually. Burned. Yeah, 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 burned actually. For that, for, oh wow, okay. For, because she was, uh, she was acting as a harlot, mm. you know, yeah. by getting herself what, pregnant. And who did it? Yours truly, you know. He did it. Yeah. And it's like she's more righteous than 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 he. Yeah, but he imagine the judgment that that was on the women. Why, yeah. why nobody asked and said you and your whoever come out? <laughs> because I think they couldn't remarry elsewhere, no? That Nobody's, was the culture. They couldn't marry outside of it, that family. That family had yeah. to be like... So she was being... Poor lady. It's just, yeah. But here's an interesting story. Mm-hmm. And I think that is going to unfold later and we'll see how magnificent God is. Mm-hmm. Those twins that mm. Tama has... Mm. Perez and, and, and Zara. What was her name? And Zara. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something very interesting there. Mm. Um, But we'll see as we go along. Um, You know, it's like God. God is ways are simply so amazing. Like Mm. God, God is God. He's able. Like the Bible says, He's the only one who calls things that are not to be as if they are. We look at an unfortunate situation. Mm. She's posing as a prostitute. Mm. Then he goes on to her, and like you're saying, now twins are born who are coming on the scene now mm. and god is still going to unfold a powerful plan through, through them. them yes i mean it's our father's mistakes yes and all this hey yeah 
It's amazing. Amen. All right, we shall continue on our reading in chapter 39. Hi friends, welcome back. So we are um, quite interesting. Uh, we just met uh, the journey of Judah and we met the journey of Tamar and what unfolded between them. There was a lot to learn over there, but we thank God that the word of God is able to bring to our knowledge all these things. And you know, it's interesting because we are seeing this story. It's like we get the, the, the sight, the hindsight of some of this information that I don't even think Judah himself knew. I don't think he knew what killed his sons. No. But we now are getting to see why and what right. killed. Yeah. God reveals it unto us. At the yes. time, it was just like, oh my gosh, mm. that is, you know, whoever goes in that direction is just getting mm. died, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so we go to the next chapter. And now we are moving on. And we are going to Joseph. It's uh, 39 has 23 verses. So I'll let Sham read. You know, the first maybe 12 verses, then I'll finish. Okay. 39 verse 1 says, When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Verse 2, The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master. 3 says, Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. 4 says, this pleased Potiphar, so he he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. Verse 5 says, from that day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. 6. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man. 7. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and sleep with me, she demanded. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. 9. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held back nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? Mm. It would be a great sin against God. Verse 10 says, she kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her, and he kept out of her way as much as possible. 11. One day, however, when no one else was around when he went in to do his work. Yeah, um, 12. 12. And, and she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. 13. And it came to pass when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and was fled forth. 14, that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he hath brought in an Hebrew unto us to mock us. He came in unto me to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. 15, and it came to pass when he heard that I, that I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment with me and fled and got him out. 
16 and she laid up his garment by her until his lord came home 17 and she spake unto him according to these words saying the hebrew servant which thou hast brought unto us came in unto me to mock me 18 and it came to pass as i lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment with me and fled out 19 and it came to pass when his master heard the words of his wife which she spake unto him saying after this manner did thy servant did thy servant to me that his wrath was kindled 20 and Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison a place where the king's prisoners were bound and he was there in the prison 21 but the lord was with joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison 22 and the keeper of the prison committed to joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison and whosoever they did there he was the doer of it 23 and the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the lord was with him and that which he did the lord made it to prosper amen hallelujah another famous story about joseph <laughs> genesis oh you know one thing that is for sure we, we you know we talked about it even before mm. you can't understand the new testament without understand without having a deep study yeah. of the Old Testament. Old yeah. Because a couple of things really come out to surface and a couple of things stand out and mm. they help you to understand the general picture yes. of the law of grace, of mercy, mm. of atonement, mm. of salvation. Mm. All these things, they are, the background is in the in the, the Old, Old Testament. Testament yeah. Because imagine, look at this. Yeah, I, I always say, well, how do you look at suffering today? Mm. It's like when we accept Christ, we are like, uh-uh, I'm with Jesus. So suffering ain't supposed to happen. Yeah. We rebuke suffering in the bad sense. Yet sometimes suffering is the door to our character transformation. Yes. It's the door to our progress. Yes. It's the door to, to a lot of things mm. that God builds in us if we are able to take it gracefully. Yeah. I can't understand how you've been faithful. You know, you have literally told this woman, look, you're the only thing I can't touch. Mm. You know, and that is out of respect. You're not yes. really refusing her. Yeah. You're just telling her, I respect you enough not to defile my God mm. and also defile my, ma my master. Mm. And even with that, it's not enough. It's not she enough. goes ahead and she slanders you. Yeah. And everyone is standing against you. Even your master loses confidence in me. Mm. And you're ending up again in prison. It's like you're doing the right thing, yeah. but you're getting punished for doing the right thing. Yes. And that can easily happen in this society today. Of course. It's you happening know. every day. Every it's day. happening to people around us. And I've seen that people using that as, um, I guess, a reason not to follow God, not to, to follow a life that's God-filled because they're like, oh, when I had this situation, no one came to my rescue. I was doing so well, but how, why did the Lord let so this and this happen to me? Why did I lose my job? Why did I get sick? Why did I, mm. you know? And, 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 and not not really acknowledging that all these even people before us were tested like yeah. their walk with god uh -huh. is going is not as smooth as we would want mm. it to be it's, it's going to have challenges mm. but that's when god's power mm. is exhibited is mm. exalted because mm. when he comes through strong for mm. you that's a miracle right mm. there something to think about but now um we're seeing and i admire this i admire that joseph was blessed mm. everything that he did was mm. blessed everything mm. he did was blessed mm. to the point that even potiphar i don't know if in egypt at that time they knew of yahweh mm -mm. but potiphar was like 
the God this young man serves is with him. Is with him, and because of that, that testimony that he was seeing uh, mm-hmm. upon Joseph's life, he was confident. He was he was confident putting him in charge of all his affairs. Mm. The word of God says all he had to worry about was what to eat. Yeah, pretty much that was it. Mm. And he was excellent at his work also. Yeah. And then we also see why in the first place God chose Joseph, mm. even being the youngest of you know not the really youngest but mm. younger than all his brothers. Mm. His heart was different mm. and this is what Yahweh saw yes and is able to choose him but you know we see him having all these visions yeah in, in dreams yeah. right and then the fought back but the truth is God had seen I know has yeah. seen his That's heart and I think the heart explains a lot of things yeah. about when it comes to people why certain things are certain way for some people and a certain way to others yes because God is the judge of hearts mm. and is never wrong because mm. he created us and is able to see us beyond what people are able to say yes but Dave, but, but also uh Joseph is not deterred by his suffering no. he doesn't complain no. he doesn't do anything yeah. he doesn't even defend himself you know outwardly and for us to see we see him still going and he ends up in the prison even the prison is faithful enough yes we see that of course the bible says the, the favor of god was with him yeah but also his character because he didn't ashamed the name of god no you know, imagine they give you an opportunity and you're the first person to steal now yeah like, exactly yes, yes yes you know yeah but he still remained faithful, faithful. even in the prison yeah. and i think that's what also so is a main lesson today yeah still praising god in the storm it's remaining faithful amid the trials and tribulations because yeah. those for sure will come we see it happen to our patriarchs mm. who are we today to think it will be scot free and even then what 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 um how joseph really tried to get out of that situation mm-hmm. you see this woman was hounding mm-hmm. at this point it was just hounding or stalking mm-hmm. him come lie with me come sleep mm-hmm. with me come do this and mm-hmm. and, the, and the word of god says joseph avoided her yes as much as he could yes and that one time when he cornered her when she cornered him sorry when she cornered him when there was no one else he fled mm. he literally fled imagine and ran off and yes. she grabbed him like yes. she was that determined mm. to have him lie with her i know like, <laughs> she grabbed him and joseph was like what well, i'm gonna leave this i'm gonna remove this coat and just leave it and just you. leave you there is no way i am doing this and how many times do we flee sin oh god yeah how many times how are we able times? to be strong enough to say you know what i'm going to flee this yes maybe if, if maybe that woman was even offering things yeah. like i'll give you this i'll give you that yeah and she potentially would have given excuse me mm. would have given him yeah. because you know she would have figured out a way but they but joseph no yeah joseph knew the god integrity so. right there integrity loyalty mm. You know, uh, it was not worth it. Oh, oh, honestly, it was mm-hmm. not worth it. Better he was accused mm. than him having done it, really. Because either way, Potiphar was going to be mad yes. at him. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I guess he had with God's purpose on his life was still continuing. Mm-hmm. Remember, God in the previous chapter we have seen that He killed those who are mm-hmm. evil. Mm-hmm. Now, if He had also messed up in that moment, then His blessing would have. He would have stained you know, his own blessing exactly and you know we don't know what potiphar's wife looked like but i'm sure she was very yeah. beautiful mm. and all these things mm. you know and people have used that as an excuse to disobey like oh, mm. you know what yeah she's hot she's this she's that but this is a matter of principle yes this is a matter of fearing God yes and 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 honoring your master yes. because joseph also said he 
put me in charge of everything else except mm. you because you are his mm. wife so it's it's a lot to learn from, from mm. joseph really mm. it's a lot to learn from him um at this point and i just admire uh, where the word of god says that god was him and everything he mm. did and everything he did prospered because and you know that. what's also interesting is the fact that even what you mentioned even when he tried you know he said no and then tried to avoid her mm-hmm. as much as he could mm. seeing can actually follow you this woman yes. was on his tail stalking when there was an opportunity she wanted to take it yeah and then she was a liar too. She must have been following him for around. For all around. For, right? for, him, for her to know that now he's alone, now mm-hmm. he can do. And then she seeks her revenge. Like, I don't know whether she tried to get in front of the situation because maybe she thought, okay, at this point, Joseph is going to tell my husband. Mm. Let me now just rush ahead and mm. come up with my own. Mm. Like you say, she was a liar. Yeah. You know? Or she was just, you know, just, it was, she felt bad that he rejected her. Rejected her, yeah. But, like you said, she must have been a good-looking woman. She's Potiphar's wife. Yeah. She's just like, how can you resist me? Yeah. You is just a slave. Yes, and, In, she, you know. Now she goes on, and yeah. this slave, this Hebrew mm-hmm. slave, this Hebrew slave yeah, that you right. brought in this house. And, I mean, I'm sure Joseph knew his station was yeah. a slave, but... You know, her emphasizing this, like she didn't even know his name. Lady, you knew his name. <laughs> As Hebrew slave that you brought here tried to say to mock me. To mock me. When I raised my voice, around ran me. away. Then I grabbed his, he left his coat with me. Yeah. That's why it's here for us proof. <laughs> Like she kept his his coat with her the whole. Mm. She kept his coat with her the whole day. Yeah, and she was there during the yeah. accusation. <laughs> and um, it's quite interesting. Yeah, the um, children of God be encouraged. This thing, yeah. this, this world we live in, can throw situations to us. Yeah. You know, and these situations can try our character. Like Shemira was saying, can try the principle of our salvation, yeah. the very core of what we believe. It's not an excuse for us to say, oh, I slept with him because I couldn't send or because he's my boss. Yeah. I slept with him because I needed that job too much. Yes. I, I needed this, I needed that. Our God is able. Like Shamira was saying, yes. at least he was, Joseph was like, I would, I, how do I do such an evil thing? Yes. Before my God. my God. Yeah, yes. sin against my God. Yes. May that be the drive of our hearts. That's true. How do I do this thing and sin against my God? How? Amen. Because that is something else that, that's bigger. You can't get out of it. Yeah. You, you you mess everything up by sinning against our God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be blessed. See you in the next uh chapter. The next chapter. Mm-hmm. Hi, welcome back. We'll be continuing with our um our story, our read of Genesis chapter 40. Mm-hmm. We have seen Joseph being thrown in jail by Potiphar because of the accusation of his wife. Mm-hmm. Now, chapter 40 uh, continues on with that uh, story. Uh, it has 23 verses. I will do the first 10 and then I will do the last 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 1 says, Sometime later, Pharaoh's chief cupbearer and chief baker offended their royal master. Verse 2, Pharaoh became angry with these two officials. Verse 3, and he put them in the prison uh, where Joseph was in the place of, uh, I'm sorry, and he put them in the prison where Joseph was in the place of the captain of the guard. Um, Verse 4 says, they remained in prison for quite some time. 
and the captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph who looked after them mm-hmm. verse 5 said while they were in prison Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker each had a dream one night um, and each dream had its own meaning verse 6 says when Joseph saw them the next morning he noticed that they both looked upset verse 7 says why do you look so worried today he asked them 8 and they replied we both had dreams last night but no one can tell us what they mean interpreting dreams is God's business Joseph replied go ahead and tell me your dreams 9 so the chief cupbearer told Joseph his dream first in my dream he said I saw a grapevine in front of me. Uh, verse 10. The vine had three branches and began to bud and blossom, and soon it produced clusters of ripe grape. Hmm. Verse 11. And Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. And Joseph said unto him, This is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. 13. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place, and thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand after the former manner when thou wast his butler. Verse 14. But think on me when it shall be well with thee, and shew kindness. I pray thee unto me, and make mention of me unto Pharaoh, and bring me out of this house. Verse 15, for indeed I was stolen away, away out of, I beg your pardon, verse 15, for indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing that they should, that they should put me into the dungeon. Verse 18, when the chief baker was that the interpretation was good, he said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head, and in the uppermost basket there was of, there was of all manner of baked meat and for Pharaoh. And the birds did, did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answered and said to him, and, and said, This is the interpretation thereof. The three baskets are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy hand, thy head from off thee, and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. Verse 20. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast upon all his servants, and lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. And he restored the chief butler unto his uh, butlership, and he gave the cup unto Pharaoh's hand. Verse 22. But he hung the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to him. Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. Mm. Wow. <laughs> ah, another story about Joseph. Interpreting, Interpreting dreams. dreams. It's, it's um, yes. You know, God is bringing people his way. Um, as we can see, I feel like in this, in Joseph's story, we can see, we can truly follow along how mm-hmm. God was doing, was bringing mm-hmm. milestones mm-hmm. in his life. Mm-hmm. You know, from him being um, sold into slavery, mm-hmm. ending up in Potiphar's house, mm-hmm. Um, which would have, you know, going to jail, that mm-hmm. would have seemed like a setback, but mm-hmm. God was, what is that thing called when you sort of take, take, uh, get set and then go? God mm-hmm. was like pulling him back to shoot him 
ahead. are blessed mm. to where he, you know into his destiny uh but we are seeing uh the ro- the pharaoh's mm. you know chief Kabera and Chief Baker. Mm. I wonder what they did. Maybe they didn't present stuff that was delicious. <laughs> but they are there in jail, mm-hmm. wallowing also, you know, mm-hmm. in, in whatever. And then the dreams come. And then Joseph acknowledges, interpreting dreams is God's business. Mm. Tell me your dreams, mm. you know. And then he interprets them mm-hmm. for, for, thankfully, it was the chief, uh, the royal, the chief royal cupbearer who spoke first, mm. you know, and his was, <laughs> mm. and his was good. Mm. You'll be restored. Oh, okay. And then the other one also got courage to mm. share his own thinking. Okay, you know, maybe mine is going to be good too. But mm. sadly for him, that didn't turn out so well but uh one thing that's profound for me is when joseph tells the the cup bearer that you know remember me Mm -hmm. uh, when you're out there i was kidnapped from the land Mm -hmm. of the hebrews i did nothing wrong Mm -hmm. even in here Mm -hmm. um yeah he was longing for freedom Mm -hmm. and i think before when i've heard of this story Mm -hmm. that had never really come out Mm -hmm. for me or i'd never really understood that that's i'm sure he was not content mm. but you know the fact that he actually told these people mm. remember me when you're out there and, mm. and speak to the pharaoh about me mm. so that i can and the truth is his his suffering never made him bitter yeah he just found a moment yeah and he just passed away speak to pharaoh about me mm. you know he wasn't complaining to god he wasn't complaining to nobody mm. he was just extending an olive branch like yeah. they say you know and something about joseph i i would still be humbled by so when we see the people god ha- god chose to have certain certain uh, certain uh, what they call certain purposes accomplished in their mm. lives we 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 look at them but we don't understand the magnitude you know that is within them that mm. that made god choose them mm. apart from others mm. joseph was a man of character yeah Joseph, and he left the Hebrew land that he calls it at such a young age, 17 yes, years of age. Yes. You would think, but by that time, his personality was already formed. Yes. And yeah. we see him coming in the land of strange people and he's holding on to what he believed. Mm. So he had the best chance, perhaps more than the other brothers, because he was loved the most, to sit at the feet of his father, to learn what the God of the Hebrews could do, to learn what he's able to do. Because right now, no one is teaching him the word of God. It's already in his heart. In his heart, that's true. And he's able to exercise it. Yeah. Telling someone that, you know, interpreting dreams is God's business. Yeah. But also no, knowing that you know what I still can't sin against my God. Mm. I have to be diligent. I have to be faithful. Mm. I have to be in the place of waiting upon Him. Mm. Something will come through for me. Yes. I, he believed that even with what he was going through, yeah. it was still God's purposes. Yes. And it will still come through for them. Then, what? How? How do we handle the people who God puts under our care? Mm. You know. Disciple, it's not easy for someone to come to you and say, I dreamt this, I dreamt. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go in a work environment, and honestly, you ca- the best thing that a co-worker can say to the other person is good morning. Yeah. There's no conversation, no openness, no freeness, then no no sharing of anything. Yeah. Because life has put us in a competitive space where we're all trying to race against time, race against each other, race against technology, race against all these troubles that we have with family and social mm-hmm. relations, yeah. that we forget to actually be human. 
one to be vulnerable to be god's people to be to be kind to 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 reach out and mm. and be a, a safe space for others to confide in us but also to commune with us yes. and i see the people finding that in joseph and that's how they get comfortable to, to share yeah. with them yeah and he was also concerned when because yeah. they were sad mm. i'm sure they had tried elsewhere to find mm. to ask us to say we had these dreams but mm. no one can tell us what they mm. mean you know he saw them sad and he asked mm-hmm. hey, what's going on and then mm-hmm. they tell him and and god in that moment mm. you know gave him the understanding mm. that he needed to interpret that dream it's interesting because he was a dreamer himself mm-hmm. yes yeah. he was nicknamed mm-hmm. uh but being able to understand even what the dreams meant because back then when he was 17 and mm-hmm. dreaming mm-hmm. he did not know what the dreams mm-hmm. meant um he was just like oh i dreamt this and it's it's it mm-hmm. seems weird even today if you dreamt like you know bundles of sheaves are, are throwing themselves down before and bundle mm-hmm. the sun the moon and mm-hmm. the stars are bowing before mm-hmm. you it's it's out of the ordinary for mm-hmm. sure it's something that you'd want to talk about mm-hmm. um not you know for the sheer unusualness mm-hmm. of it you know mm-hmm. how can imagine the sun bowing down mm-hmm. so and then he didn't know but now he is in a space where god has even given him the ability to interpret the dreams mm-hmm. not this time not dreams about himself but dreams mm-hmm. about other people mm-hmm. you know and god using that mm-hmm. mightily as we see you know in the coming mm-hmm. chapters mm-hmm. um as he's building mm-hmm. you know joseph into his destiny mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's great. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and also see what God uses. The, the doorways that God uses. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we, we can't. We need to understand as children of God that we are not called to an easy life, but we are called to a possible life because of the grace of God. Yeah. The Bible says that that God was with Joseph the whole time, and look at how His deliverance comes mm. in the least possible ways through a dream someone has a dream mm. and he's available and is able to be used of God to interpret the dream and later on we'll see how this pays off but how what, what how do we position ourselves for for breakthroughs to come for mm. God to work to use mm. us in our lives mm. sometimes we want like in a grand world in a particular world we want things in, the, in maybe I went to school and I have this whole education mm. and my breakthrough is supposed to be here mm. but when God is going to take you through something you know and that something is where is glorified so every season of our lives let's not spoil our blessing let's mm. not stain our journey yes. by complaining by not doing our best someone comes to work they are negative from when they step in the door yeah. to when they leave out of the door yes. they are angry at the world mm-hmm. they are bitter at the people they are serving yes. it's so difficult to relate with them yeah. and i'm thinking listen no good has come out of you but you're here for a paycheck i understand mm-hmm. but also you're failing to understand that even you're being here there are purposes of god yes. that are supposed to be accomplished through you make sure that the season and the time that god has given you in a particular setting you're using it for the glory of god especially as a student of god mm. so you also defend yourself you def- mm. you, you you trust the word of god to defend you from negativity mm. otherwise you have like a pressing boss mm. those can be so annoying yeah. you know a depleting co-worker who, who is so negative they want to shove you and push you but you trust god yes. trust god to be available trust god to be a blessing mm. because god will use you irrespective of your qualification Yes. This is not a man in university, but you're going to meet him as a top leader. Yes. It doesn't matter what qualification we have, what skin color, where we have been and everything we've been through. God is the only one who is not a respect of persons. 
he owns opportunities even if we take long in struggles our opportunity will come and when it does he sure will be glorified because he's an able god amen raising holy hands right now amen. <laughs> yes that is true what did i say this true we this this uh the the, the, the word of god I love that, you know, it didn't just jump to the story of salvation with Christ. Mm-hmm. I love that it began from somewhere. Mm-hmm. The story begins from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And we are seeing people who lived, you know, ordinary lives mm-hmm. with the challenges that we up to date, mm-hmm. um, you know, face. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, overcame. Mm-hmm. And just like they did. Mm-hmm. we too can because we have their example to learn from mm-hmm. uh we'll be continuing on to the next chapter yes yes which is going to be chapter 41 um, of genesis all right praise the name of our lord jesus christ saints of god out there so we're still continuing with our journey of Genesis, beautiful journey, a lot of lessons, a lot of insights, a lot of understanding, and also most of all revelation of who God is and his will in our lives. So now we are proceeding to chapter 41. Chapter 41 is quite lengthy. We have 57 verses. So out of these 57 verses, we are going to divide. So Shamira will do maybe the first study, then I'll, I'll finish it off. Verse 1 says, Two full years later, Pharaoh dreamed that he was standing on the bank of the Nile River. Verse 2, in his dream, he saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marsh grass. Verse 3, then he saw seven more cows come up behind them from the Nile, but these were scrawny and thin. These cows stood beside the fat cows on the riverbank. Verse 4, then the scrawny, thin cows ate the seven healthy, fat cows. At this point in the dream, Pharaoh woke up. 5, but he fell asleep again and he had a second dream. This time he saw seven heads of grain, plump and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. 6, then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were shriveled and withered by the east wind. 7, and these thin heads swallowed up the seven plump, well-formed heads. Then Pharaoh woke up again and realized it was a dream verse 8 the next morning pharaoh was very disturbed by the dreams so he called for all the magicians and wise men of egypt when pharaoh told them his dreams not one of them could tell him what they meant 9 finally the king's chief cupbearer spoke up today i have been reminded of my failure he told pharaoh 10 some time ago you were angry with the chief baker and me and you imprisoned us in, in the palace of the captain of the guard 11. One night, the chief baker and I each had a dream, and each dream had its own meaning. 12. There was a young Hebrew man with us in the prison who was a slave of the captain of the prison guard. We told him our dreams, and he told us what each of our dreams meant. 13. And everything happened just as he had predicted. I was restored to my position as cupbearer, and the chief baker was executed and impaled on a pole. 14. Pharaoh sent for Joseph at once, and he was quickly brought from the prison. 
After he shaved and changed his clothes, he went in and stood before Pharaoh. 15. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream last night and no one here can tell me what it means. But I have heard that when you hear about a dream, you can interpret it. 16. It is beyond my power to interpret to do it is beyond my power to do this, Joseph replied. But God can tell you what it means and set you at ease. 17. So Pharaoh told Joseph his dream. In my dream, he said, I was standing on the bank of the Nile River, 18, and I saw seven fat, healthy cows come up out of the river and begin grazing in the marsh grass, 19. But then I saw seven thick, seven sick-looking cows, scrawny and thin, come up after them. I've never seen such sorry-looking animals in all the land of Egypt, 20. These thin, scrawny cows ate the seven fat cows, Okay, um, hmm. you are to go lower to 13. Hey, okay. Um, 21, but afterwards you, you, but afterwards you wouldn't have known it for they were still as thin and scrawny as before. Then I woke up. 22, then I fell asleep again and I had another dream. This time I saw seven heads of grain, full and beautiful, growing on a single stalk. 23. Then seven more heads of grain appeared, but these were blighted, shriveled, and withered by the east wind. 24. And the shriveled heads swallowed the seven healthy heads. I told these dreams to the magicians, but no one could tell me what they mean. 25. Joseph responded, Both of Pharaoh's dreams mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what he's about to do. 26. The seven healthy cows and the seven healthy heads of grain both represent seven years of prosperity. 27. The seven thin scrawny cows that come up later and the seven thin heads of grain withered by the east wind represent seven years of famine. 28. This will happen just as, I, just as I've described it, for God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. 29. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity through the land of Egypt. 30. But after there, but afterward, there will be seven years of famine, so great that all the prosperity will be forgotten in Egypt. Famine will destroy the land. Hmm. 31. <clears throat> and the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. 32. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Verse 33. Now therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man, discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. 34. Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land, and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. 35. And let them gather all the food of those good years that come, and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. 36. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which... I beg your pardon, we shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perished not through the famine. 37. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. 38. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? 39. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, 
For as much as God hath shewed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. 40. Thou shalt be over my house, and according according unto, my, unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. 41. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. 42. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain around about his neck. 43. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had, and they carried before him, bowed the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. 44. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all in all land of Egypt. 45. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zephathaniah, and he gave him a wife, Ashnath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. 46. And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before the Pharaoh king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. 47. And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handfuls. 48. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years which were in the land of Egypt and laid up the food in the cities, the food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up in the same. 49. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea, very much until the left numbering, for it was without number. 50. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, and as a as Asnath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bore unto him. 51. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God said, He hath made me forgot all my toil and all my father's house. 52. And the name of the second son, Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. 53. And the seven years of plentiness that was in the land of Egypt were ended, and the seven years of dearth began to come, according to Joseph had said, and the dearth was in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. 55. And when all the land of Egypt was feminized, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go unto Joseph, what he has said to you do. 56. And the famine was over all the face of the earth, and Joseph opened all storehouses and sold unto the Egyptians, and the famine waxed sore in the, in the land of Egypt. 57. And all the countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn, because that the famine was so sore in all lands. Amen. Amen. This is what they call a catapult. <laughs> From a prisoner to second in command to hey. the ruler just like as a whole in joseph's life hey. i you know affliction mm. and i love how he chose selected the names of his sons manas and ephraim mm. you know because indeed god had blessed him mm. in the land of affliction mm. you know but look at joseph 
30 years is what he stood before the pharaoh yes that put on the side after the cupbearer and the chief baker were released out of the prison it took two years before the before anything would be heard yeah. i am so challenged by how we take suffering mm. i'm telling you sometimes we really think we have held on for so long but yeah. what have we seen yes and i love the fact that even if had this man perhaps said something on to Pharaoh mm. on any given circumstances, maybe there would have been favor. Mm. But again, with him not even saying anything, God came through in such a grand way. Yes. Imagine Joseph was looking for just connection. God said, I'll make you Lord over all, mm. including him also. Mm. He yeah. was only second to Pharaoh. Yes. But everyone else was below him, mm. including the man he the worked with. Faker, Potiphar, the chief faker, his wife. All these people were below him. Yes. You know? Yeah. And then even his run was good because the, the Pharaoh gave him this position, position mm. and gave him the power that comes with not interfering, mm. you know? Yeah. And he had such a prosperous reign in Egypt. Yes. This is a man without a degree. No. This is a man without a master's degree. No. This is a man who didn't know Elon Musk. Mm. This is a man without anything, Yeah. you know? But only his faith in God. Yes. And look at how God fervently rewards him. Amen. Rewards him. Yeah. When Pharaoh was struggling with the dreams, he called his great musicians. Yes. And all these people who were in the land, to come around and help him. They were astounded. They were all just like... Mm. No one had an answer. And this basic man, Joseph. They get him from jail. He even take, takes a bath and shaves. And shaves. And, you know, before he's presented before. We are not oh, forgotten. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. We are not forgotten. Yeah. It doesn't seem... Whatever it is, like, you might be late, but the truth is we are not forgotten. Yeah. We might not have what it takes... But we are not forgotten. Mm. The key is faithfulness and character. Yes. How are we faithful? Are we ready? Are we ready? Because we have been found faithful. Because mm. if they, if Joseph wasn't faithful, there wouldn't have been an opportunity. But God rewarded his toil. Yeah. God rewarded his suffering. He removed the, the tears, the pain, and everything yeah, by sure just is. lifting him. This, I mean is the, like the best promotion in history. I know. Hey. I can say it's a catapult. Like you're a prisoner okay. just five minutes ago and after this conversation you're up there. Yes. You're, and he made everyone bow before him. Uh-huh. Made him ride on the chariot. Uh-huh. Gave him his ring. Uh-huh. Announced him. Like it, uh-huh. it wasn't like... Gave him linen. Him. I know. Like, <laughs> like this is, um, you know. And he gave him a wife. That. Oh, that he didn't even have to go dating or nothing. Anything, Just know? from the VIP section, take this one. <laughs> hey, Jesus is born. Ah, yeah. yeah. What a, a God we serve. Yes. What a mighty God we serve. we serve. But we are also seeing, and and I think this is one thing that we cannot be emphasized enough, mm-hmm. that Joseph gave a sacrifice to mm-hmm. God. Yes. Also. With his obedience, mm. with him acknowledging God at every time, mm. uh, God honored that. Mm. Okay, it was, it. I think that we want to many times we don't want to give due to God. Mm. We don't want to submit. Mm. Okay, but we still want God to do mm. you know, things or great things in our lives. Yes, and I don't think that's how it works. Mm-mm. Okay, and that's not how it works. Mm-mm. So we have to remember that this story where it started from and how we have seen it develop mm-hmm. um we have we see that you know joseph was 
a man who God was with him because mm-hmm. he loved God, he obeyed mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. at every turn he acknowledged God mm-hmm. and that's God's way of taking care of him or rewarding him for all those for all the affliction that he had gone mm-hmm. through, you know, up to mm-hmm. that point. Um and it's a beautiful story like mm-hmm. Dina said. It's a beautiful 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 story that we are not alone mm-hmm. God's with us our timing and our situations and our circumstances mm-hmm. that's not the end of us mm-hmm. our job like we always say here on mm-hmm. this podcast mm-hmm. is to obey God mm-hmm. even Abraham from way back he mm-hmm. obeyed God we've mm-hmm. seen obedience from these mm-hmm. people and God reiterates it mm-hmm. when he's speaking obey me follow my mm-hmm. commands and I will do this and that mm-hmm. okay for you and and we have seen that mm-hmm. for those who did mm-hmm. you know the, mm-hmm. their stories are amazing yes. for all of us mm-hmm. and as we saw with the sons of judah mm-hmm. if, if god deemed you disobedient mm-hmm. that would be you know you would die yes you know? mm-hmm. but you know uh, and that's very important to remember god will bless us if we are mm-hmm. Um, acknowledging him and staying obedient. This, you know, one fact is you cannot obey God. You cannot, you know, submit yourself to him and you lose. Uh-huh. Yeah. He will keep his word to you. He will keep, he will honor. <laughs> and the way he honors, he doesn't honor as many honor. Yeah. He honors in such a grand way. We are talking catapult, yes. like you called it. Yeah. Like, just an overhaul of the whole situation like you will go from from uh, you know from zero to like 10 or to 100 depending on the scale we're using here but child of god never lose your focus on who has called you on who you belong to yeah it doesn't matter which situation never lose your focus never lose don't let circumstances that you're going through swallow you the prison is, not, I mean, he, my version calls it dungeon. He was in the dungeon. Yeah. That is not the best place to be, especially when you've done nothing. Yeah. But you know what? God is a vindicator of the weak. Yeah. God is a vindicator of the righteous. Yes. Keep like Shamira was saying, mm-hmm. obedience, 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 obedience mm-hmm. is the key to everything. Because you know what? Even when your accusers try to see through you, they will not find fault to use against you. And then not to mention, God will come to your rescue. Look at this. Two years later. Yes. Two years later. You know, this is the man who when they are 17, he's hustling. He went through his 20s, still hustling. No breakthrough. But at 30 years old, God was able to reconstruct him. God was able to do, to work out things. God caused everything and was able to hasten his timing. He was even a tire accomplishment that people had been working in the field for a long time. I know. You know, in just the shortest Imagine time. how many of those officials uh-huh. had always hoped to get into mm-hmm. the graces of Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. The Pharaoh declared them their second in mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they had, he was, I think some versions say he was a prime minister mm. of, of Egypt. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if they had that title there, but whatever it is, the word of God says second in command. Um, And, you know, only pharaohs above Uh him. Call it prime minister, call it vice pharaoh, Mm. call it whatever. Uh It's uh, That's what it was. Assistant pharaoh. I know, (laughs) yeah. Um, Amen. Uh, We thank Mm. God for his word. We Mm. thank God for the testimonies that Mm. are meant to teach us, that are meant Mm. to encourage us, that are meant to demonstrate Mm. what it means to walk with God. Mm. Uh, You and I cannot say that we don't know what it means. Mm. We don't know what 
know because the word of god is here it's teaching us mm. uh, what it means to serve god to walk with god and it also shows god's reward mm. um there's so many the right now we've so far we have seen uh you know a bunch of examples mm. of how god came through strong from yeah. abraham having a child when he was 100 and mm. sarah was 99 mm. uh sorry she was 90 at that time um we have seen the how the what was that no that was not it. but we have we have seen a lot of mark can you come remember some of the things that we saw that were extraordinary um, oh <laughs> the entire story oh my gosh it depends on it depends on where we started from yeah but it's so many things yeah are extraordinary like each person mm-hmm. what has used them in such a way to to be able to just bring out i mean you started with sarah mm-hmm. you know look at her and how we get to have isaac yeah. you know in the moment that was just way extraordinary yeah. right and then see isaac has, how isaac gets rebecca mm-hmm. you know when abraham sends his his uh, servant, servant to, to go and and, and 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 get this so wife house, and yeah. everything that he set out god faithfully fulfilled mm-hmm. right yeah. so we are able to meet her mm-hmm. and then she comes and then we are able to see the lineage start and then we also meet Rebecca. Rebecca having difficulty in giving birth and then God does it and we have two sons out of her mm. you know we're meeting Esau we're meeting Jacob right and then we also see Jacob how God leads him mm. and he gets to go to the land of Laban mm. where he meets Laban you know they from the home of of his Laban was with a brother to his mother you know and how things work out we meet him at the well we saw the significance of that scene itself mm. and guess what the person he's talking to the shepherds there and who shows up Rachel who was a shepherdess at that time and then we see him going to Laban's house and how God blessed him and then we see how he, Laban was trying to cheat him trying to change his wages 10 times right. and what does God do God comes through and vindicates him every other time yeah. and we see the last moment when when he lives with his family and Laban is pursuing him and God is able to warn Laban don't say anything to Jacob to good Jacob. or bad yeah don't and that is how he fights it then we see how he maneuvered he had his challenges he had these wives he had these children he had all this but the grace of god was sufficient even on him yeah. and then we meet Esau and how Esau has been so blessed in such amazing way and then we meet in the children of Jacob and the choices they are making yeah. and the consequences of those choices yeah. it's quite powerful like every person we see our god is delivering yeah. joseph himself like from the plots that were set before him so it's indeed the good news just be encouraged the journey that we are we have started in here is one one profound fact mm. god does not abandon his people remember when he gave the the promise to abraham when we're meeting him and he's changing from abram to abraham mm. and he promises to make him a great nation he says his name shall be great people shall be blessed with uh, through, through him, him yeah. and then we are meeting hagar hagar after he's dispatched off after you know sarah tells abraham to dispatch off hagar and hagar and her son are left after they packed everything for her and then it ran out and then we're meeting her in the desert and she's having her son and they, she's run out of water and the boy is screaming and hagar is discouraged and just puts him there she didn't want to watch him die you know and then the angel of the lord speaks from above and says hey god has heard 
you know the the, the, the discomfort the, the distress boy. of the boy yeah and is answering and the bible says god opened her eyes and she was able to see the stream the of well. water yeah. you know and then the, the boy was able you his needs were provided for mm. and ishmael also became a great nation yeah even amid this everything god still princess. fulfilled his promise in the life of ishmael hagar yeah. so children of god we serve a mighty god there's nothing about your situation is not aware of mm. and let me tell you he will walk with you he's yes. walked with us in shamira mm. we're not here to talk about a testimony we're here to talk about the word of god yeah but if we are to share there's a lot he has done there's Amen. a lot he will do for you Amen. and you know what i feel like one of these days if it's possible you could go in the comment section and some of us let us know let us Let us know some of the things that God is transitioning you through. It would be so glad to have a space a space of sharing yes. where we share with one another. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. We'll see you at our next episode. We'll be continuing with our study of Genesis. We're almost mm-hmm. towards the end. We thank God for that. Mm-hmm. And yes, we'll have another final recap when we record the last episode of Genesis. Just so we can keep track of, mm-hmm. of, of you know where God is leading us yeah. to uh, on this journey. Uh, mm-hmm. God bless you all. Stay well. And I'll see you or next time.